I'm living front row, y'all can take the mezzanine Backseat chillin', treatin' life like it's a magazine Seventeen and makin' money, with no doubt I had a crush on Gwen Stefani You no doubt, like I woke up inside a new Bugatti Let's roll out, nobody told me this was just a hobby You know now, but if you didn't then you probably would've got it I remember breaking even, now we at it, making profit I ain't tryna take the throne, but baby give me options Like I'm Geno Smith, I tell him do it on your own Me and Keena did, and now we tryna take the road less traveled Cause sometimes the best shit secret so take your old ways so we don't need it i'm doing it my way so don't repeat it and if you say it's just a dream i don't feel it you want to take me down a notch but this is more appealing like i got the type of life that no one trying to mess with you got the michaela maroney bitches ain't impressed with you i want to go What I do, I do it all, player I got these girls going wild like I'm John Mayer And I don't need a damn guitar Watch me, I'm going far Living out all my dreams I used to live in my car Now it's a limousine I put it in the garage Right next to my degrees Hundred dollars for a hat Trying to keep it supreme I bet you trying to fit in with your best friends Well, your best friends made some bad investments I wish I could, but I don't believe you for a second You say you living good, well, call me when the Mets win The Mets winning in the panic Doing it in the panic they told me I hit a wall, they wondering where I'm headed Busy buying a bar and they busy trying to rent it It happens when you sit around and wait cause you forget it And I've been playing poker with a blind man Throwing all my chips in Working till I'm breaking every record like I'm ripping Bang! Appreciate that Poshy And just like that, this is going to be the first official podcast that I upload to my podcast channel. So, with that being said, we're going to kick this off with the uh, blowout game last night. Miami destroyed the Jaguars secondary yesterday. Ryan Fitzpatrick... Looked like an MVP candidate against the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. I mean, he was slinging the ball all over the place. Ryan Fitzpatrick, in leading the Dolphins over the Jaguars on Thursday night, became the first NFL player since at least 1950 to record at least one victory for six different teams against a single opponent. 
are four or six different teams against six what did i just say at least one victory for six different teams against a single opponent fitzpatrick threw for three touchdowns i'm telling you they looked good last night and the jaguars looked very bad the offensive production was not there for the Jaguars. The defense, it was like an Oprah Winfrey show, man. Everybody was getting touchdowns. Fitzpatrick ran the ball like four times. He got like 30 yards rushing. Um, yeah, so that was a very disappointing game. The Jaguars can take some light from it. The Miami Dolphins can definitely take some light from that game. Uh, they looked really good. Like I said, there's not much to criticize on them. They held Gardner Minshew. Uh, they sacked him a couple times, which the Dolphins are not a team known for getting sacks. And I think the only thing they struggled with was stopping James Robinson. But James Robinson has proven that he's a beast in the backfield. Um, so, let's see. The Jaguars have not led a game this season other than the win they had against Indianapolis Colts in the first week. And they led for the last four minutes of the game. Kind of insane. Every game this season, they've allowed the opponent to take the lead early first drive of all three games have resulted in a touchdown for the opposing team very easy touchdowns too by the way ryan and Tannehill, three passes made it for a touchdown um philip rivers i think he threw three passes and it ended up in the end zone um, the Dolphins had a slow drive. I think it was a 12-play drive to make it into the end zone, but they were mixing it up with passes and running. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, his first 13 passes were completions. So um, Doug Marone said in his press conference that he would be thinking about how he does his coin toss from now on. Uh, they've won all three coin tosses and they've deferred it every time and they've It's really screwed them. So now if they win the coin toss. He's gonna think about letting the offense out on the field first uh, So now they won't get the ball at halftime anymore If they win the coin toss um, So one big thing um, DJ Chark was not active. He is expected to return next week. Well, that'll be a day-by-day -day thing. I think um, Leon Jacobs went out of the game and he did not return so we will see he left the game early and we will be hearing about that soon I'm sure um, James Robinson though rookie free agent undrafted free agent rookie undrafted free agent by the way um, he had 46 yards on the ground and caught six passes for 83 yards and had two touchdowns. One touchdown. Sorry.
scored their only touchdown. So the the move to drop Leonard Fournette um, doesn't seem like a bad decision. Me personally, I'm a Jaguars fan. Um, I agreed with the decision when Leonard Fournette in the offseason was disagreeing with Gardner Minshew being the quarterback by saying, hey, we need to draft Cam Newton or grab Cam Newton. When you've made the decision to cut your $22 million quarterback, you can't have that in the locker room. I mean, you're trying to build a, you're attempting to build a winning culture in the locker room. You can't have that. Um, Gardner Minshew definitely struggled. I definitely don't think it was all him. Conley dropped two wide open passes that he should have had. Uh, Chenault, again, looked very good. Um, he was making catches that should have been caught. I mean, he caught one ball in the third quarter where he was sandwiched between two defenders and somehow came up with the ball. Um, obviously, DJ Shark was out, so that didn't help when your go-to receiver's not playing. Uh, but very concerning that that was their only primetime game and they could not get the win. They honestly got they got destroyed last night. The defense, very young defense. You've seen flashes of Henderson in game one and two. He did not look that great in week three. Granted, it was a, it was a short week for them to practice. They've got a long week now coming up to be able to practice. Um, but C.J. Henderson had a rough time against Devante Parker last night. And they ended up switching to Trey Herndon, and Trey Herndon also struggled against him. And Devontae Par- Parker, very good wide receiver, but not one of the best in the league. I don't. I wouldn't consider him in the top ten. So when they do go up against teams like Odell later in the season or Marquise Brown later in the season, and th- in my opinion, they're not even playing at a top ten level right now with Baker Mayfield or, um, you know, obviously Lamar's game is pass run. You, that's a tough one to defend. Um, Josh Allen, he looked good last night on defense. Clavon uh, Chason had a batted down ball that Ryan Fitzpatrick actually caught, which was kind of crazy. And um, but other than that, on defense, man, it just wasn't there. Like I said, they had Ryan Fitzpatrick running up the field on them. I mean, not to take anything against Ryan Fitzpatrick, but the guy's thirty-seven years old, and he was he ran for thirty yards. That's that's kind of unacceptable if you're a Jaguars defense. And if you're Todd Walsh, you need to be thinking about your play calling on defense. Maybe change up the scheme a little bit. It's obviously not working. All three games, the defense hasn't played to a, a good standard. Um, granted, week one, two interceptions against Phillip Rivers, that was a good defensive game for him. But they still allowed him to throw for over 400 yards. Same with Ryan Tannehill. They stopped Derrick Henry, which last year Derrick Henry ran all over them, so that was very good for them to stop Derrick Henry and to force Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball. Um, but in the end, it didn't work when you let them go up 14 points. Other than that, that's going to be my take on the Dolphins-Jaguars. Um, we're going to... 
go to a break on the podcast. Um, and we will be right back to it. All right, and we are back now. Um, we're going to start going game by game for the Sunday games. Uh, first up, we're going to go Chicago Bears at the Falcons. And um, I think this is a must-win game for the Falcons. Um, this is Also, in my opinion, this is a time for Mitchell Trubisky to really lay the hammer down to let Chicago know like he's their guy. This is his last opportunity in my opinion. This this year. If he doesn't do it, man, they've got a $22 million backup sitting on the bench right now ready to take his place. Um so we'll see how he does. The Falcons, they have a good team. They played way too conservatively in the fourth quarter against Cowboys. Way too conservatively. And then once the Cowboys started coming back, they didn't att- I mean, they scored a little bit, but like they should have been letting Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley go up and make some catches. I mean, they had Matt Ryan throwing 450 yards, man. You throw 450 yards, don't turn the ball over. No reason you shouldn't win. So... Falcons, man, they they got to do some work on their coaching staff, in my opinion. There's no reason should have lost that game. Um, Julio's listed to play. He was a little banged up last game. Bears, Montgomery is questionable. Um, but he, he should play as well. All right. We're going to go off that team. Let's see, we're going to look at the Rams at Buffalo. This is a big game for the Rams, in my opinion. They've got their two wins, but um, they beat a struggling Cowboys team and a banged-up Eagles team. So big game for the Rams, in my opinion. The Bills, they got to keep up their pace um, because I think everybody thinks that this is the Bill. well, let me take that back. I think everybody thought this was the Bills division, uh, but I think the Patriots proved uh, their game against Seattle that they're they're a contender. They're still a contender. And when you got Bill Belichick calling your plays, man, and that's going to be a tough team to beat regardless who's back there. They could throw Stidham in there. It's still going to be a tough team. Uh, matchup predictor, they got the Bills 53% winners. Right now, they're both averaging about 29 points a game. Both got about 450 yards, total yards a game, yards allowed. Uh, the Rams have allowed 382 yards average, while the Bills only 347. I said, and the Bills haven't had a tough opponent yet. Uh, they played a week one Miami Dolphins team and a week two disastrous Jets team. Week two Miami team held backwards. But maybe that one will spark something for the um, for the Dolphins. Maybe. All right, next game. Got the New England Patriots at the or the Raiders at the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are sixty three percent favorites in that. 
Um, Cam Newton, he's looking good. They're keeping the game plan simple for him. Um, I think they kept it too simple last week against Seattle. They went, they scored this, they tried to score the same way all four times. And obviously the fourth one, it didn't work. Um, but I think the Raiders are looking good this year. Uh, Raiders defeated the Saints last week, 34 to 24. Uh, it's got people questioning the Saints now. Uh, Raiders 2 and 0. New England Patriots 1 and 1. I think the Patriots definitely got to win because I think the Bills are going to win a lot of games this year. Granted, there is an extra wild card spot, but the Bills are looking hot. And to me, they are still the team to beat up there. But Patriots showing that they're not out yet. That's for damn sure. All right, so we got the Raiders. Granted, they beat a Carolina team, but they barely won 34-30. And then they uh, went home and fought off Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints without Michael Thomas and won by 10. So Michael Thomas plays. It could be a different story. But um, I guess we'll just wait and see on that one. That one should be a good matchup. I don't think there's any bad matchups actually this week. Uh, let's see. I say that and then I click on Washington. All right. So the Browns are playing Washington at home. Both teams one and one. Browns are one and zero at home. Washington is zero and one away. Browns are sixty-two point nine percent favorites to win that. Um, let's see. Washington, though they, I think they surprised everybody with their win. I really think they surprised everybody with their win. Washington's still on top of the division. Uh, they have a division one against the Eagles and Dallas doesn't I don't think they have a division game played So let's look at their last matchup Washington beat Philadelphia 27-17 had an amazing comeback that game Arizona Cardinals lost, but it was a 30 to 15 game two touchdown game. So Arizona's looking hot this year Definitely with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins uh, Really just giving the Texans a bag of peanuts for it. So we will see um, Let's see the Browns they lost to Baltimore In my opinion that was uh, Baker Mayfield didn't shine that game But also going for it on fourth down with a fake punt inside your opponent's 30 Not a good idea in my opinion Definitely only would have made it a 32-point game or 31 to, you know, if the Browns scored that would have been 12, 13, 14 maybe. So still need some work on that. And then they beat Cincinnati, barely pulled a win off Cincinnati, but Joe Burrow, another guy that's looking really good. And everybody's saying if uh, old Baker Mayfield don't get it together this year, he won't be in the league next year. So we'll see how that goes. They've got the talent on the team. That's for damn sure. That is for sure. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, 401 yards and two starts, two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, 408 yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions. What a backfield, too, for the Browns. I mean, you got to think about it. You got Nick Chubb pounding the ball in. He gets a little tired. Hey, Hunt, go run for another 100 yards, you know? 
So splitting carries, that's going to be interesting to see how they uh, work that out throughout the year and maybe even next year. They can resign Nick Chubb. I think he's got one more year on his deal, though. Texans at Steelers. Um, Texans are 0-2, making a case for maybe the worst GM in sports at the moment with their trade. I think David Johnson looks good. I, I don't think that's a bad pickup, but to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, that's... Granted, DeAndre Hopkins was going to want some money. They needed something out of him if they weren't going to try to pay him the $20 million he wanted. Um, but arguably a top three receiver in the league. Top five for sure, without a doubt. It depends on how you want to look at it. Um, just a weird trade, in my opinion. And nobody expected it. Nobody saw it coming. And so far, hasn't proved to work. Uh, like I said, David Johnson, amazing player, just not worth DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, let's look at the stats. We've got Pittsburgh 2-0, Houston 0-2. Pittsburgh is 65% chance of winning that game. Um, and then we have Deshaun Watson, 528 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Ben Roethlisberger, 540 yards with five touchdowns, one interception. David Johnson's got one touchdown and 111 rushing yards on 22 carries. And Snell for Pittsburgh has 22 carries for 118 yards. Brandon Cooks, seven receptions, 115 yards. And Johnson for Pittsburgh has 14 receptions, 149 yards and a touchdown. Points per game. Um, Texans have 18 points per game. Steelers have 26 points per game. Total yards, 395 yards for Steelers, 348 for the Texans. Points allowed. Texans have scored 18 points a game. Steelers have allowed 18 points a game. So their Steelers defense is definitely there. We are going to look at the next games, but uh, this just in, Ian Rappaport just said, uh, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan told that QB Nick Mullins will start Sunday. Jimmy Garoppolo was hoping he would be able to start, but he won't. Uh, Eagles coach Doug Peterson said Alshon Jeffrey is out this week as he comes back from his foot injury. And Jets coach Adam Gase said wide receivers Jamison Crowder and Brashad Perriman are out. Very big for the Jets on that. Um, we'll be looking at their matchup here soon, though. All right. So we just finished up with the Houston Texans, Pittsburgh Steelers. Covered them, covered them, covered them. Let's go ahead and let's look at the uh, Giants and 49ers. 49ers are 66% favorites to win that. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to have to ball out this game. It's going to be a Nick Mullins, Daniel Jones showdown. Um, but Daniel Jones is going to have to really show out this game. Um, let's see. We've got key inactives for the San Francisco 49ers. D Ford is doubtful. George Kittle is questionable. Raheem Motster, doubtful. Greenlaw, questionable. 
Jimmy Garoppolo out. Uh, giant safety Colbert uh, questionable. But uh, Giants got to put some points on the board. Now's the opportunity to take a win. Half the 49ers defense is injured. Half their offense is injured. Now's the time to get the dub. Now's the time to get a dub right now. All right, so you got Pittsburgh. Uh, Giants last two games. Uh, they lost to Pittsburgh 26-16. And then barely lost to Chicago 17-13. Had a chance to win it and couldn't. Um, and the final drive of the fourth quarter last game. Um, then 49ers last two. We had Arizona. Lost 24-20. Again, yeah, against Arizona. And then they beat the Jets 31-13. They really put the beat down on them, which was to be expected, I think, from everybody. Uh, points per game. 49ers, uh, a decent scoring offense this year. Uh, 25 points to the Giants, 14. Points allowed, 18 for the 49ers, 21 for the Giants. So we'll see how that works. Giants, uh, not a very... Uh, efficient offense if you ask me 383 yards for the 49ers only 312 for the Giants averaged out for this year but yards allowed they've allowed more yards so uh, that's definitely going to be a game to watch though I think both teams without their star players it should be a good matchup uh, let's see Cincinnati at Philadelphia Philadelphia is projected to win that game. Um, all the money's on the Bengals, but 60% for ESPN's football power index for the Eagles to win that at home. Uh, let's see. Baker, or uh, Joe, I don't know, my bad. I didn't mean to call him Baker Mayfield. Uh, Joe Burrow, they're letting him sling that ball. 60 for 97 decent passer rating you know that i mean 60 percent completion percentage basically uh for a rookie quarterback thrown into a situation that i don't think anybody else would want to be thrown into unless you're crazy uh 509 yards three touchdowns only one interception carson once so uh i think the fact that the eagles drafted a quarterback in the second round and your quarterback has a one to two touchdown to interception ratio. You better play good today or Sunday once. That's all I got to say. Um, Joe Mixon's carrying the ball pretty well. Sanders carrying the ball pretty well. But other than that, man, this Eagles team, Alshon, Jeffrey, he's out. Fletcher Cox, questionable. Uh, Rieger's doubtful. Rudy Ford's questionable for the Cincinnati Bengals. Both defensive tackles are questionable. Geno Atkins and Mike Daniels. And then the safety, Sean Williams, is also questionable. Uh, that should be updated by the weekend. So definitely, you know, keep an eye out for that. Points per game, Bengals got them beat. Points allowed, Bengals doing better. Average yards, Bengals doing better. Yards allowed, Bengal, that's where Bengals are struggling. Bengals have 350 total yards of offense, while the Bengals allow 400 yards of total offense. So it's definitely a struggle there. Last couple games, though, I mean, these Bengals, this, 
Don't let the 0-2 fool you for the Bengals. They lost to a Chargers team 16-13, to and Budker missed the final kick. Got a cramp in his leg. I think that's going to be the talk of the year. Uh, Cleveland lost by five, 35-30. Let's look at the Eagles. The Eagles had a lead on Washington, lost in the fourth quarter, 27-17. Uh, and then the Rams, they it says 37-19. That's 18-point game. I mean, that's how the Eagles season is going right now. Uh, I personally know a good bit of Eagles fans, and they're kind of tired of the bullshit, unfortunately. You know, that's, that's rough. Let's see. We're going to go Tennessee Vikings next. This one's supposed to be a close matchup. Um... With 52% thinking the Vikings are going to win, I personally I watched the Texas or the Tennessee play the Jaguars. Ryan Tannehill, if Derrick Henry gets stopped, can do good. And if Ryan Tannehill is getting stopped, Derrick Henry's going to shine. So they've got a perfect balance of run and pass. I, I believe they've got some young receivers on the team. They're going to be the team to be. Uh, Kirk Cousins, this is his time to shine. He's thrown for 100 yards less than Ryan Tannehill. He's got four less touchdowns than Ryan Tannehill. And he's got four more interceptions than Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so this is definitely a team that rely on Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook to shine. And if Kirk Cousins isn't putting the ball in the right spot, that ain't good. That ain't good. Um, so let's look at the inactives for the games. Let's see. Uh, all these are all questionable. So for the Titans, we got Derek Robertson, the linebacker, Malcolm Butler, corner, Chris Jackson, corner, Jonathan Joseph, corner, and AJ Brown. All questionable. Um, so I know I got AJ Brown on my fantasy team. That is something I would Sunday morning pop in and see how that goes. Uh, for the Vikings, questionable. Cameron Donsler, Riley Reef, Mike Hughes, Chris Boyd, and Mike Boone. Um, all very similar stats. Total yards, though, Tennessee's got them beat. Uh, but a, the defense has allowed over 400 yards. Both teams. Both teams' defense have allowed over 400 yards. Um, last games. Uh, Tennessee barely scraped a win out of Denver, barely scraped a game out of Jacksonville. Um, both games were less than three-point wins, or three points or less wins. Vikings, uh, let's be honest, though. Green Bay is a good team. 43-34 loss. Um, and then they played at Indianapolis, 28-11 to loss. Uh, Kirk Cousins just wasn't doing it that game. So if... If um, Tennessee's defense keeps Kirk Cousins the way he played last week, Tennessee's going to blow him out. But you can't let Ryan Tannehill throw for 443 yards or let Derrick Henry run for over 200. And it's looking like they're allowing 150 yards on the ground to a... Who's the Indianapolis Colts backup running back because Marlon Max out for the season? Green Bay, that wasn't surprising. Aaron Jones having a hell of a season. All right, so we'll go to the next game. 
We did Chicago at Atlanta. Let's go Jets, Colts. Phillip Rivers, I think he needs to have a good game. He needs to destroy this Jets team because I think a lot of Colts fans are getting a little worried. Granted, they're one and one, um, but you just got this $25 million quarterback and he's got more interceptions and touchdowns right now and lost to a Jaguars team, which everybody thought the Jaguars looked better than they actually were, but we just watched the Dolphins expose them. So Sam Darnold, he needs to start doing good too, in my opinion. Um, if he wants his head coach to keep a job. So Crowder is out. We just learned that Chris Hogan is questionable. Uh, Balage, Balage, um, he's questionable. And then Perriman is out along with the offensive tackle faint or font. Uh, the Colt inactives, all of these are questionables. Jack Doyle, Rock Yassin, and Jillian Blackman, all questionable. Let's see their last games. Jets got destroyed by Buffalo, got destroyed by 49ers. Um, and then the Colts lost to the Jags and then beat the Vikings. So we'll see how this ends up going. Uh, Colts are 65% favorites. Colts need to do that to stay in the division, honestly. Um, Tennessee's looking like they're about to run away with it. With the Jags being one and two, they'll have a chance to get second place in the division if they win. Let's see where we got next. All right, so those are all the one o'clock games. Now we got Carolina and the Chargers. Chargers are 58% favorites for that. Um, I'm thinking Herbert's gonna start. Tyrod Taylor is listed as doubtful as of the 23rd. Um, Chargers got a lot of people out though, along with the Panthers. Um, obviously without Christian McCaffrey, that's gonna be a, um, Tough battle for them. Bridgewater's going to have to step up, let everybody know he's earning that contract. Um, hopefully, Christian McCaffrey gets a quick recovery, but um, it's never good when you see anybody injured, but especially the face of your franchise. That's, uh, that's scary stuff, you know? I'm interested to see Herbert in his second um, second start. I think he, he was shining against him for that former uh, Super Bowl champ. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, now we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Broncos. Uh, Buccaneers are 58% favorites. Broncos without Drew Locke. And everybody's seen who the Broncos just signed. Blake Bortles plays very well against Tom Brady. That's going to be an interesting matchup. All right, so Drew Locke is out. Jerry Judy questionable. Philip Lindsay doubtful. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul questionable for the Buccaneers. Um, all their injuries are questionable, so you'll just have to check back. 
Denver 0-2, but I don't – that's another team that you don't want to look at that 0-2 and think that they're a terrible team. Tampa Bay 1-1, obviously. Uh, I think everybody watched them lose to the Saints. And then they whooped Carolina, but that was with an injured Christian McCaffrey halfway through the game. Uh, let's see. Broncos, they've lost to two very good teams, and they've lost to two very good teams by five points or less. Uh, Tennessee, they lost 16-14. to 14. Uh, Pittsburgh, they lost 26-21 with a injured quarterback and um, Jeff Driscoll coming in to try to save the day. Um, let's see. Rushing leaders, Leonard Fournette had a terrible game one. I think he only had like eight yards rushing. And then game two, he showed out. He showed out game two for sure. Um, obviously, we all know all the... Uh, all the talent on the Buccaneers. I don't think we got to go through each one of them. Um, but this Broncos team with Melvin Gordon and uh, Blake Bortles, we'll see how they do. Um, but I don't think they've said that Blake Bortles is starting. I think it might be Jeff Driscoll. I think that's going to be like later in the week decision. Let's look at this uh, Arizona and the Detroit Lions. Um, let's see. We've got who do you think is going to win this one? Um, if you think the Lions will win that, you are crazy in my opinion. Here's the thing. The Lions have talent. I mean, they've got TJ Hawkinson. They got Matthew Stafford. They got Adrian Peterson. Uh, they just picked up uh, DeAndre Swift. I mean, they got some talent on that team. Arizona just has a lot more talent with DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray. Um, Kyler Murray leading in passing and rushing yards for the team. Kyler Murray has 158 rushing yards on three and three TDs rushing along with 516 passing yards and two touchdowns. Also two interceptions. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 200 yards with one touchdown with TJ Hawkinson, the leading receiver with only 100 yards and one touchdown. So Matthew Stafford's been slinging the ball though, 541 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. <laughs> Look at the last games. Lions have had kind of a tough schedule, but they they let the Bears come back on them and Green Bay destroy them. Cardinals, uh, they beat a very good San Francisco team. They also beat a very bad Washington team. So Detroit 0-2. Arizona 2-0 leading their division. Dallas at Seattle. All right, next matchup, we've got the Dallas Cowboys at Seattle. Seattle is projected 60%. I think everybody's wanting Seattle to destroy the Cowboys if you're not a Cowboys fan. Um, Russell Wilson having a hell of a year so far. He's got 610 yards with nine touchdowns to, and one interception. Uh, Dak Prescott, though, he's been slanging the ball. 716 yards and only two touchdowns, though. 
you got the boys Zeke. 44 carries, 185 yards, and two touchdowns. Chris Carson, 23 carries on 93 yards. No touchdowns. Tyron Smith, questionable. Demarcus Lawrence, questionable. Um, Will Disley for the Seahawks, questionable. A few more questionables, but uh, um, mostly offensive line and defensive line for the Seahawks. Um, recent matchups, barely lost to a Rams. Uh, the Cowboys barely lost to the Rams, 27 or 20 to 17. And then they got the luckiest win of all time, probably against Atlanta, 40 to 39. <laughs> Seahawks, they whooped Atlanta. And then they barely lost to New England, but uh, New England looked better than I think everybody thought they did, or were going to be. Seattle's allowing almost 500 yards of offense, though, so that um, and the Cowboys are getting 500 yards of offense, so that's going to be the big, uh, if the defense can step up and try to handle Prescott and Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. DK Metcalf having an amazing year, but and Russell Wilson is having an MVP type year. So that's gonna be a good matchup, four o'clock matchup. Um, those are all the four o'clock games, so then we'll go to the last game of Sunday. <coughs> and this is gonna be the matchup, I think. This is gonna be the matchup. Green Bay Packers 2-0 against the New Orleans Saints 1-1 one one. Alright, so Drew Brees did not look that great last uh, last Monday against the Raiders without Michael Thomas though, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out for the Packers Kenny Clark and Devontae Adams are both questionable Michael Thomas is listed questionable. <laughs> Let's see. Saints are 53% favorite. So I don't know, man. The Aaron Rodgers, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder from uh, Green Bay drafting love. I don't know about that. But regardless, Green Bay has destroyed both opponents that they played, Minnesota and Detroit. Not very good teams, so. And the Saints have beat a decent Tampa Bay team and lost to a decent Vegas team. So it's all going to be speculation. I don't know who I'm going to be in that, but Aaron Rodgers is looking a hell of a good season this year. 604 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Drew Brees, 472 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I think that game is going to be big if Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas play. That's going to be big. Aaron Jones having a hell of a year, though, so far. 234 yards, three touchdowns on only 34 carries. He's averaging like nine yards a carry. Um, Alvin Kamara, 25 carries, only 95 yards, but he's also got 14 receptions for 150 yards. So he's got four touchdowns on the year, three rushing, one receiving. 
and Devontae Adams, 17 receptions, 192 yards, two touchdowns. So, like I said, this is going to be a big game. It's played in the Superdome, so I don't know if you can use home field advantage as much anymore without the crowd being there. But nonetheless, two future Hall of Famers um, going head to head. That's gonna that's gonna be a good matchup. I think the Saints have had probably one of the funnest schedules so far. When you think of Drew Brees against Tampa Bay, Drew Brees against Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees against uh, gonna play Matt Ryan eventually. He's gonna play Tampa, uh, Tampa again, Tom Brady again. Um, so that's going to be a fun matchup. We'll go ahead and look at Monday's game because I think we'll end up going over this Monday as well. But this one is uh, Chiefs at Ravens 2 0 teams going at each other, the two favorites in the AFC to win the Super Bowl. It's the first game in NFL history with two NFL MVPs who are age 25 or younger. So two very fast-paced offenses. I think the Ravens offense, in my opinion, runs like 10 miles an hour or more. They've just, the ability that Lamar Jackson has to run out of the pocket and extend play, like Patrick Mahomes extend plays, Lamar Jackson creates new plays in the play. You can't rush five because Lamar's just going to run to the outside. Now, granted, both offenses can put up a lot of points. I think it's going to come down to which defense can hold the other team better. Um, so anyway, we'll go back over there. We're not going to dive too deep into here. Um, Like I said, uh, if you guys want to f- ask questions for the next podcast, follow me on Twitter at th- th- uh, OnJogGaming1. Um, we may eventually make a sports Twitter and a sports TikTok and a sports Twitch and everything like that. But as of right now, we're just going to do it all on my Twitch channel. I stream video games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes on the weekends, but not often. Um, so if you guys want to follow me there to watch some video games, play a lot of Call of Duty Warzone, we have a lot of fun on stream. Um, you guys are more than welcome to if that's what you guys are into. We'll be going back with the podcast on Monday. So tune back in. Uh, use a little heart to favorite the podcast. Support a small guy like me. Um, like I said, if you guys have any questions or anything, DM me on Twitter. Um, for the next episode and just like that we're done with our very first official podcast thank you guys for watching listening however you guys are doing it we'll be back monday thank you guys so much for the support and yeah this was fun